1: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
2: Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. There would not be
3: a case. Oops. You're just going to go, oops, we got it wrong. There's no case. You put dudes in prison. SI's Ross Gellinger.
0: Again, the staff member is at Georgia. And this person came away from the conversation thinking that Tennessee's gonna win. And
1: SI's
2: Pat Forty.
1: Here's the problem with the banner. When I have heard a thousand people in Louisville, where I live today, put the banner back up. The banner was the last scandal, people. You didn't get exonerated for that one. You didn't skate on that one. Here's Pat Russ and Dan. All right, welcome to the pod. Huge week 10
3: coming up. Could not be more exciting. Tennessee visits Georgia. Alabama visits LSU. Clemson visits Notre Dame. Whole bunch of other games sprinkled in there all over the place. Showdown Saturday. Lot going on. Playoff choices. SEC championship race. Just, just going to be an awesome Saturday of football. So very excited. We are going to have the race for the case. Pick those games. Uh, we'll talk some other football too. We did three shows this week, so there's already many based on the listenership numbers. All you guys listened to the first few hours of the week where we discussed a lot of this stuff in depth. But first, we do want to get to this. We don't just cover college football in the College Football Enquirer. We cover college basketball, but really we cover the NCAA. And there were two cases in basketball that were had some updates or resolution this week uh, that stemmed from the famed FBI investigation into college basketball that was going to uh, we have your playbook and we're gonna just just wipe out college basketball and as we know <laughs> one of the people one of the schools that was supposedly going to get wiped out won the national title last year so. <laughs> probably didn't really work sorry fbi the whole case was, was wild but it did peel back a layer on it and so we have some updates kansas which for years said nothing happened we had no knowledge we were victims, victims! of this entire thing victims the victim, the victim jayhawks and Gosh. by crying i'm gonna get to some of this because i got a lot to say not really about these cases <laughs> but about the whole damn thing by crying victim, helped convict all these guys, send people to prison. Now they're self punishing. Bill Self and some other guys for something that maybe they weren't the maybe they weren't victims after all. And what sent the guys to prison was basically not so true. Thanks, great, great look. Whatever, as a strategy for your program, excellent idea to uh, to stall push back and then win the title. So I I don't, it was effective, but like literally people went to prison on this. We'll get to that. Yeah. Two Louisville yeah. case came out today and basically exonerated Louisville. They too were, they were victims, but they also decided that Adidas, which had paid some players and stuff, actually didn't represent them, which was another cornerstone to putting people in prison. Oops, we changed our mind. Not a big deal. NSA went with that. Rick Patino is claiming exoneration. Always fun. <laughs> there are some punishments. Some guys got some show causes. But for the most part, Louisville skated, which is fine. I don't care. Basketball better with Louisville in it. We don't need a death penalty or whatever. They've suffered or not. I mean, it's, it's like seven years and three coaches ago. Kansas, don't care about the NCAA penalty. But Pat, fill us in on what went down today with
1: Louisville. Yeah, cards fly free. Rick Pitino walks free. Rick Pitino basically advertises himself for another job today. <laughs> he did. <I> mean, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Hang Iona, banner, but I'm huh? out.
0: Yeah. Hang the banner. Yeah. Rehang yeah, the banner. Well, yeah,
1: did they take well, the banner the, down?
0: Yeah. I think well, so. here's the thing with the stripped. banner.
1: Here's the problem with the banner. When I have heard <laughs> a thousand people in Louisville, where I live today, put the banner back up. The banner was the last scandal, people. You didn't get exonerated yeah. for that one. You didn't skate oh, on that yeah. one. The banner was the strippers and the hookers in the dorm. <laughs> Sorry. It's, you're still on the hook for that. Hate to break it to you. So, it's like you a can scream about hanging award. the banner. Right. It's like the yeah. Lifetime Achievement Award. Like It's hard to remember. It's all... Yeah. But what Louisville did get away on, scot-free, I mean, other than the $5,000 for the Slippery Noodle Fund and some, some very light recruiting sanctions, they skated completely. And here's what like the IRP is, it, out of all the bad NCAA ideas, other than like clinging to amateurism for decades too long, the IRP has been the worst idea they've ever it, had. What, explain
3: to Nor- me, cause I still am confused. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is this thing? Okay.
1: In, in like the, 12 seconds. Yes, I will explain it as fast as I can. The IARP, as I said in my column, is the big word brainchild of a flailing bunch of administrators, namely Mark Emmert, who appointed Condi Rice in this commission of muckety-mucks to save college basketball because they didn't know what to do in the wake of the FBI investigation. So they came up with this IARP that would be an independent body, free of any conflict of interest, that could fairly adjudicate these cases. And then what the IARP has done is take all these cases and say, oh, so Penny Hardaway just cares about kids. Okay. So he's, he's okay. And the boost Adidas wasn't really trying to help Louisville or NC State. You're okay. So the the IARP is basically Frankenstein's monster turned back to ruin the creator. It's like the NCAA creates this thing to deconstruct all of its own work. And now I would think Kansas is going to get the same thing. If I'm Arizona, I'm looking at this saying, yeah, if I'm LSU, like, bring it on. Okay, we got a real shot at getting nothing here. So the IARP was created to do the same work as the NCAA, but to do it without any strings attached via school encumberment or whatever. And instead it just said, we think the NCAA is full of crap, which maybe it is, but, you know. It's been an amazing uh, set of circumstances. They're clearly, I, I, the whole
3: independent part, I roll my eyes. This is one section of a bureaucracy not doing the other section, and they can say whatever the hell they want, but you don't just randomly get on this thing. I, whatever. To me, it's it's all the same. But it's the NCA's just complete lack of everything. This ruling, and again, I want to be clear, I don't care. Good for good for Louisville. But they took an extremely sympathetic viewpoint Ooh, of just about nice. everything to you Louisville. Think? Like this was like, well, Rick Patino said he didn't know. Therefore, yeah. he didn't know. Okay. This <laughs> and we're not sure. You couldn't prove, but then it's like an allegation you got to prove to the nth degree. Very sympathetic. And so Louisville, I mean, and the punishment's classic. One of them's like you can't have an unofficial visit for two weeks. Which means if someone Mm -hmm. drives onto your campus during a two-week period, like a prospect, you can't, like, bump into them, say hello.
1: Yeah. Uh, You can text him beforehand, tell him where it'll go and what to look at.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow, that ought to do it. That ought to do it. No, I mean, whatever. Louisville Louisville has had enough punishments, whatever. Uh, That's not the part.
1: Go ahead. Well, the thing is, okay, like – Yes, you can say Louisville has suffered enough, but really most of it's from their own doing, but just bad management of their program, okay? Like, they've been under the same cloud as Arizona, Kansas, LSU, and Auburn, right? How have those schools done? Pretty well. Pretty well <laughs> in basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, they've Hasn't been number been one seeds. They've won conference championships. A couple of them have gone to the Final Four, One won a national title. So I don't, I'm not buying this that somehow Louisville's cloud was darker, other than the fact that they were a repeat violator for the other scandal, and that was always supposed to be the big thing with the NCAA. Man, if you are a repeat violator, you are screwed. You could really get hammered. Well, you get a death penalty. Case, the death penalty yes, was on the table yes. here. Yes. Yeah, but that's and I asked the IRP guys. They're like, mm, yeah, that was just one factor, but they had all these other mitigating factors. It was definitely an aggravating factor, but we really just decided we don't care. So that's that <laughs> NCA is officially dead. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it, it over. was,
3: it was on like, it was in hospice. Okay. Yeah. But it is dead. <laughs> I mean, this thing is just go ahead. I I yeah. mean, there were coaches texting about like, why did I ever follow the damn rules?
1: Yes. Why did I, I even care? Too. I
3: might get caught. It is over. They still have rules. And eh, not really. Mm-mm. You're right. It's like those weird, like, you know, uh, you know, old book rules on the book. Like you can't have like more than two goats or something. I don't know, whatever the. F- and <laughs> <laughs> eh, ain't nobody looking, right? They ain't no, nothing. 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 The suckers followed the rules, if yep. there were any. Just go. So, hey, let's have it. I like it. Most of this stuff anyone was accused of isn't even a violation anymore. Right. So it's kind of like, when well, we changed the rules. Maybe, you know, it's like the last guy. Busted for, for you know, a prohibition. The last guy with a bag of weed before they legalized. Like, come on, man. Like, two <laughs> days later, you gave it up. So it is. I mean, the NCAA is dead. If you're excited in Louisville today, you are psyched at Kansas and Arizona, yep. and LA, wherever else is on the books. Yep. And if you're everybody else, whatever that rule book says, nuke it. And whatever they come up with their, quote, guidelines or guardrails that are coming. It, yeah. Don't ignore them.
1: Do
2: They're going to get want. the
3: federal government to come up with rules that they ain't, no, one's, no one cares about.
1: Do what you want. You Do know, you real want. quick, who was on the right side of an expiring rule? Rick Pitino here. Because starting January 1st, the rule goes on the books. Strict head coach liability. If there are violations in your program, you are liable. You can't argue your way out of it. You can't say, I promoted an atmosphere of compliance and I didn't know. Doesn't matter. You're on the books, charged and found uh, liable for that. And now he's two months. He beat it by two months. Good job, Rick. Uh, Good job, Rick.
3: Louisville is, the NCAA has a pretty good, had a pretty good winning streak against Louisville going, but uh, (laughs) they came back and won 100 to zero on this one. Yeah. This, will, this will be a bigger beat down than they'll give whatever exhibition opponent they bring in. Athletes in action or something.
1: Well, they already but, lost to a D2 yeah. exhibition Remember when they used team, to play right.
3: Marathon Oil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, the yeah. gas station. Like what
1: <laughs> Those were fun.
3: Those were fun. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Ross is, uh, for the sake, Ross is not talking because he didn't cover this stuff. So he No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, want I'm people not, think a a out out to think we're being rude to Ross. He asked not to be.
0: Apartment. Yeah. Little, Is the
3: NCA dead, yeah, Ross?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. As you said, uh, it, we've gone from hospice to the grave. I think
3: it's over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, I'm not sure there's gonna be a lot of tears shed anywhere. No. Maybe no. the slippery noodle, which you know gets a five thousand yeah. oh, dollar tab every yeah. couple of weeks when they find some school, but that's it. Yeah. If I'm Louisville, I am writing that check in like I'm, I'm just wiring those funds up there in like two two minutes.
1: Being like, this is i I'd, dr- I'd drive it up I 65. <laughs> it's an hour and a half. I'd drop it on the front desk and say, Kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm <I'll> leaving. <laughs> All
3: right. This is where it gets unbelievable, this case, though. Okay. This is where it goes far beyond the basketball, the football, the rule book. Okay. All right. Here's a few different parts of this that are just unbelievable. I, I have a story out later with Merle Code, who went to prison over this. Jim Gatto went to prison. Book Richardson went to prison. Christian Dawkins went to prison. 10 men were indicted either had, and the rest of them had a plea bargain, plea deal, book plea pled, but everyone else a felon. There's other people who had to turn state's witness, numerous careers blown up, families blown up, defense, uh, defense funds, draining all of their accounts, no livelihood. I mean, they left a wrecking ball through these guys. Right. So one of the key reasons was in the first trial of the three of the guys was the testimony of Brian Bowen Sr. His son, Brian Bowen Jr., was a top 50 player who Adidas said they were going to give 100 grand to play at Louisville because it's an Adidas school. And despite subsequent claims by Merle Code and others that Rick Patino knew, the NCAA uh, did not go with that because they said uh, it was hearsay. <laughs> okay, this was hearsay. Brian Bowen oh, yeah. senior sat on a federal uh, federal testimony sat in the court under oath for an entire day maybe two you were there i was there he cried it was unbelievable His testimony was insane and detailed how Louisville paid him this money and this was the agreement and all the different stuff he was one of the three most important witnesses in this entire thing Brian Bowen senior and the Department of Justice believed Brian Bowen Sr. enough to make him one of the star witnesses. And the jury at the Southern District of New York believed Brian Bowen and convicted these guys. And the NCAA's justice system on Wednesday ruled that Brian Bowen Sr., quote, to be not credible based on (laughs) conflicting accounts and uncertainties in his representation. Now, I'm not saying that they're wrong and the other guys are right or the other guys are right or wrong. But if you're one of these dudes who got their life destroyed because the federal prosecutors panked it all on Brian Bowen Sr. And the NCAA was happy to play naive victim. Brian Bowen Sr., they're going they, the NCAA and, and these schools went right along with the feds. Oh, absolutely. We're victims here. And Brian Bowen Sr. is telling us, telling you how we're victims. And then when it becomes, well, should we punish one of our actual schools? Not these other dudes we don't care about. Right. Not credible. We do not not believe what he had to say out the window. Holy crap. (laughs) Okay. That's one. The witness, the star witness, gone. One of the other, I would say three most important witnesses, or at least as part of it, was the compliance director of the University of Louisville testified at the trial he uh, was called in as an expert in NCA rules as you would imagine it would be as a as a, as you would imagine a guy like that would be and he testifies uh, that Louisville's a victim and Adidas rep is a so adidas by paying Brian Bowen senior anybody else, would have caused Louisville to violate NCA rules, and thus Louisville would be defrauded and, and and these guys would be guilty of federal count of felony fraud because by paying Brian Bones senior, you defrauded the University of Louisville's men's basketball team because Adidas is a representative of the athletic interests, okay, And this is I'll try to make this as plain as possible. If, if if I just meet a basketball player and I watch him play a high school kid and I give him $1,000 and say, you know what? I really enjoyed watching you play. Here's $1,000. And that kid later enrolls at UCLA. UCLA is not in trouble because I gave him a 1000 bucks because I have nothing to do with UCLA. I am not a representative of their athletic interests. Now, if I was a UCLA booster, right? If I was Bill Walton, something like that, and I gave the kid a thousand bucks, and he rolls at UCLA. UCLA is in trouble. That's how the rule is. Makes sense, right? Yep. So the Louisville compliance director sets up. They all sit up there. The different whoever testified, and and all of these schools. Adidas is a representative of our interests, and thus, if they're paying, it's an NCAA violation. And if it's an NCAA violation, then we've been defrauded, right? So, here we go. When asked about the relationship, this is from the, today's ruling. When asked about the relationship between the apparel company and Louisville in an interview with the enforcement staff, the senior associate director of athletics for compliance stated that, in his opinion and based on his interpretation of NCAA bylaws, he thought the apparel company would fall under the de- definition of a representative of Louisville's athletic interests. The senior associate director of athletics for compliance testified similarly. At the SDNY trial, the Southern District of New York trial that sponsors, per NCAA rules, are considered representatives of the university's athletic interests. Okay, sure. However, in a subsequent interview with the complex case unit, the senior associate director for athletics for compliance hedged his previous testimony and interview responses by suggesting that he thought the specific facts and relationships must be considered along with the plain language of the bylaws. So he now says, <laughs> "Okay, it is concerning this is, to, to the hearing panel that such a senior level of compliance professional is unable to consistently provide direction and guidance regarding the analysis of representation in athletics. Uh, yeah. However, in this case, when they get down, uh, the hearing panel considered the inconsistencies and deemed it to have limited weight. But they come up with this. The hearing panel concludes that Louisville sponsorship agreement with the apparel company was standard the mere existence of a sponsorship agreement is not enough to trigger the apparel company as a representative of Louisville's athletic interests. Okay, so the entire case, (laughs) 10 indictments, four guys in prison is based on that interpretation that Adidas was a representative of Louisville. Yeah. And they testified from Louisville that, yes, these guys are a representative and we were defrauded. But now it's our case. Not so fast. No longer a representative.
1: That's right. Wait a
3: minute. There would not
1: be a case.
3: Oops. You're just going to go, oops, we got it wrong. There's no case. You put dudes in prison. I know no one cares about these guys. Like people care. Like, did Rick Pitino skate or did what? How many games does Bill's? They destroyed these
1: guys. Yeah, Jim Gatto. You got it wrong. Oh, I'm concerned.
3: This guy testified one way and then testified another way.
1: Give me a. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, that is basically it. Just. It's it's like North Carolina's. Oh, never mind. We're changing our stance with the academic fraud thing in the tri- in the hearing, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, okay, everything that this whole premise was built on is now out the window. Never mind. That's basically where we're at. Yeah, but nobody went to prison,
3: right? No, no, I, 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 I yeah, it. I get it. They, they, like, yes, and I'm not, I'm not, like, did that make sense, Ross? Did I explain it the right way?
0: You you made it. You made perfect sense.
3: Like, how the Nailed hell do it. you do this to these dudes?
0: Yeah, I mean, careers and lives altered, and
3: you can't. They can't find jobs. Yeah, they're broke. Yeah, they had to go to prison. These are not criminals. They gave people money at the behest of the schools. Let's be clear. I don't care what this or, <laughs> garbage committee you came up with said the other way. Merle Code goes. I didn't. It wasn't my money. I don't have the money. Right. Why would I give this kid? You don't think? You think we're just gonna buy a player for a school and not talk to the coach? Hey, do you need this player? (laughs) Just send a guy there. (laughs) Hey,
1: uh, got another center. Wait, what? Drop, uh, drop, drop. Patino a text and say, oh, by the way, a five stars enrolling today. Right, and a guy with forty years experience is like, oh, wow, that's good. What a, oh, look at that. Whatever. I don't even care about
3: that. They put, they destroyed these guys' lives. These guys were hardworking. They were doing their job. Was it a sketch business? Sure. But I mean, these are not bad people. The bad people is the NCA system that literally just flipped the whole definition of what a booster is. And had they come up with this interpretation, they could have been defense witnesses and blown the entire <laughs> case out of the water. Instead, when it behooved them, they were prosecution witnesses and crushed these guys. The whole thing is garbage. And if I'm the only person that's gonna that cares about these guys, I'm gonna be the only person. I get that people are like, "Give it up. Who cares about these guys?" But insane. They they also changed all the rules, right? I mean, besides that, that. All this stuff's legal, but they literally changed the definition of what a booster is. Are bad. The, oh, sorry about that. Five and a half months you had to spend in the prison. Sorry, you can't get a yeah. job because you're a felon. Sorry, you had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to fight this bogus case. We're the NCAA. I mean, uh, this uh, is this, some people. This is just garbage. That stuff's garbage. I don't. They they, they were so adamant about protecting their rule book. They can't live without the rules. They should look in the mirror and go, "Look what we just did to these guys—guys that were our friends." It's not random people on the street. They know who Merle Code is. They know who Jim Gatto is.
1: I think you go. I mean, you go back to why? Why was this ever a crime to begin with? Which we've discussed. Because the, yeah. the NCA said it was. Yeah. And now they say yeah. it wasn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The definition of the booster was everything. And then when when it's convenient to believe a, a witness, we believe him. When it's not convenient, because we really would like Louisville to be in the NCAA basketball tournament, because it's one of the biggest fans. Well, mm-hmm. that Brian
4: Bowen Sr., he's a liar. All right. Searching for NBA playoff coverage Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.
1: Race for the case. Guys ready? Uh, uh, you got your picks? Hold place, hold place. We we have another race we gotta get to first. A horse race. We've got the audio and the video from Wetzel the Horse. Uh-oh. Oh, Wetzel yeah. the Gelding. <laughs> Race four at Mahoning Valley Racecourse, one of the garden spots on the tour. It's, you know, right up there with Del Mar in San Diego, Saratoga in <laughs> upstate New York, Gulfstream in South Florida, Churchill Downs, Keeneland, and Mahoning Valley. Well, you That's know, we you Wetzel, unnecessary hate for my horse. <laughs>
3: Wetzel the horse is awesome. And, you're, and uh, you keep got to bring up a medical procedure that
1: Wetzel the horse had. <laughs> he he, he had a little snip snip and uh, he's a gelding now. Can't run. Too big. Sad Betrinha. That's that's probably not it. But he did race, his second career race, in his first race. He's only two years old. Mm -hmm. Feisty little Wetzel. That's right. Uh, (laughs) He he was second in his first race at Belterra Park near Cincinnati, and then he went up to Youngstown. And you have it? Race four. Uh, have we audio? have the
2: video. We have
1: the audio. Sean, can you play the audio of this dramatic race?
4: Oh, of course.
2: And they're <laughs> off. Kind of a slow start there for good music. Bad boy Boogie quick in his stride. He's got the front again. Wetzel's away racing in second. And then we have Cavaletto out there racing third just in front of Rouge to Riches. Good music has recovered to race inside a constitution. Cool. The blue Swing factor. state far outside. Harsh truth yearly trailer. Bad Boy Boogie, three and a half prolongs <laughs> mm, to go, boy. and he's built up over two. Wetzel begins mm-hmm. to inch closer in second. He's clear now of Swing State and Cavaletto. Between that pair is Constitution call. Rouge to Riches sits five lengths off the front. Good Music second last, and Harsh Truth needs to get going. They race to the quarter pole. Bad Boy Boogie has company uh-huh. in the form of Wetzel. Oh. Wetzel outside and Bad Boy Boogie inside there together. Then it's the entry. Swing State moving past Cavaletto, top of the stretch. Yeah, that's right. taking the lead. Bad Boy Boogie needs to counter. Come on. Swing State is picking up the chase with Cavaletto. <laughs> One furlong to go. And <laughs> Wetzel has put away Bad Boy Boogie. Swing State's trying to catch him, but Wetzel's finding more. A final 16 to go, and Wetzel's home free. Home Wetzel free. going on to a convincing victory. Wetzel yeah. Went yeah. <laughs> state was second. Rouge to riches finished third. Bad boy Boogie round Wetzel out does supers. it nicely. Huh? Victory right, baby. Bad boy Boogie to too.
3: Bad boy Boogie was <laughs> yeah. not they were all chumps. You hear that? <laughs>
1: I, late speed. Yes. <laughs> I I got to say, Vic, I, mean, I watched the race. You made fun of me. Uh, you know, like I mean you're you, you have no stamina. This is a five and a half furlong race. Although the way you drew off, maybe you've got maybe you've got something to build on here. That's so mean. You were a bit gawky in the stretch. You're like your head, you're looking around, which I think kind of fits with your ADD personality. So, you know, the, the horse is taking on your personality as we go here. But congratulations. You've hit the board two out of two, and you're a winner in your second out. Wetzel. I feel like
3: all these coaches that were always ripping, Pat's always ripping. No, can't say anything nice. We won the race. <laughs> yeah, won the race convincingly.
1: Nice. I said and something Pat nice. Said, oh, your
3: head moves too much. Who cares? Uh,
1: What's the, what is the purpose? Race? What
3: was, what was the
1: purse? No, see. the purpose. The purpose was to get oh, to the per- finish
3: line first. We got to the. Yeah. Fi- yeah. All right. Yeah, if you know no. these guys that own the horse, tell them I'm looking for. <laughs> I'm trying to contact the owners of the horse. <laughs> what's the the horse i want to I, buy in i
1: will inform them i'm you gonna did, buy you in $4 and we're win the to derby win. The, you're not gonna win the. we're derby. gonna win I the derby to break that to you <laughs> yeah. if if you're running in a uh five and a half furlong thirty two thousand dollar purse race at mahoning valley that ain't the way to churchill downs in may so yeah whatever hate to break it to you we'll see still you won all you right. got you got nineteen thousand dollars for first place. There you go? go. I don't care.
3: We're we're good. We're good. We're rolling. You can hate on Wets of the Horse all you want. We're there. <laughs> all right. Race for the case. Pat currently in the lead by the slimmest of margins. 26 mm. 30 and two. Yeah, the saddest of margins. Uh I'm 27 30 and one. Ross is 30, 26, 31, and one. Sean is 23 31 Tight and race. one. I I am nine and one on my
1: locks. <laughs> So, there we, we go. Man. We are a tightly bunched pile of mediocrity or submediocrity. Let's get to it. Tennessee
3: Vols, number one, at number three, Georgia. In Athens, 330, CBS, game of the week, maybe the game of the season. Georgia is giving eight. That is down from the projected double digits early in the
1: week. Pat, 40. Can't pick a horse. Who you got here? <laughs> Uh, Georgia to win, Tennessee to cover. The spread's too, still too big. It was way too big at like 11, 11 and a half early. It's still too big. Uh, I mean, Tennessee's offense is incredible. I did a story this week really kind of digging into the numbers. And they are on an average for what? One of the highest averages in history of number of 40-yard pass plays per game. They're like 2.4. Nobody in the last, since 2010, is close to that. I, I couldn't even get stats on before that. But, I mean, they are bomb city. They are fun to watch. They are fearless. They play at a ridiculous tempo, and they go deep a lot. Georgia has a great defense. They will be ready for them. Georgia is not going to be overawed by the stage, any of that stuff. But I think that they will give up yards and give up some points. Uh, but I also think Tennessee is going to give up more yards and more points. But I'm taking the balls to cover a number that is too large at more than a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, uh, I spoke to two coaches yesterday about this game, just trying to get an idea of what, what they think. And one of them, get this, had spoken earlier in the week to a staff member at Georgia. Again, the staff member is at Georgia. And this person came away from the conversation Thinking that Tennessee is going to win, so I, that strikes me as wow. The <laughs> the Georgia staff is either uh, uh, lowering expectations or or what or or saw Tennessee has broken down Tennessee obviously, and they are, you know, they're uh, they're pretty anxious. So I think Tennessee covers, but I do think in the end Georgia wins.
4: It's emotional hedge time yeah. here. I'm going with Georgia to cover. I can't. I can't invest in Tennessee anymore. I've got cousins that are attending Tennessee texting me, my uh, getting my thoughts on it. I can't I can't do it. I can't, I can't be the guy for you to instill hope. I, I gotta go with Georgia to cover the eight. How here. did
1: we end up with a second consecutive producer who has Tennessee ties? don't know. it's a real failing in our part. <laughs> <laughs> Staffing and planning there. All right,
3: so I, if I'm going to break this down emotionally, it's this: that the best thing that happened this week for Georgia was Tennessee getting ranked number one. Uh, Georgia won the national championship last year and has not lost since. And if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm saying we haven't lost. These guys are number one, huh? Nobody believes in little old Georgia. <laughs>
0: Just a little old Clemson.
3: Little old Georgia. Just a humble underdog against the mighty Tennessee. Went to the Belk Bowl or something last year. (laughs) I think that's a big advantage for Georgia. Eight points, though. This thing just has backdoor cover written all over. I mean, it's just a nightmare. I think Georgia wins. I think Georgia can blow them out, but I can just see this late touchdown or the drive. I mean, it's too good of an offense for Tennessee. I'll take the Vols Vols to uh, cover. I'll go with that one. All right, number 24, Texas, is at number 13, Kansas State. Spread is Texas giving two and a half. Kansas State is one week from beating Oklahoma State 48 to zero. And yet Texas is the favorite in this game yeah. Yeah. in Manhattan in when do we win? What's up,
0: Ross? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I shouldn't have been shocked when I saw the the line on this game because of the brand name Texas, but it yeah, the line just doesn't make any sense and it's one of those lines that's like, "Oh, Vegas Vegas knows something, you know, they're cooking up something." But I can't do it. I I think Kansas State wins in, in covers. I I just uh, you know they they've been playing really good with a backup quarterback they blew out Oklahoma state their defense pitched a shutout against Oklahoma state uh you know last week i said that Oklahoma state was a, i thought it was the best team in the big 12 jeez i now i think it's kansas state which has a loss to tulane i don't know it's been a weird year but give me the wildcats <laughs> to cover it <laughs> yeah uh same give me the Wildcats to
1: cover and to win outright I I, again I am surprised that they are not favored in this game maybe only a point or whatever but I would favor them they there is uncertainty who they will play at quarterback whether it's Adrian Martinez or whether it's Will Howard and I think they want uncertainty because they play very different styles and so they want Texas to be uh preparing for both you know but Will Howard's a a good backup I mean, he's he's a pocket guy. Adrian Martinez is dual threat. Howard's more pocket guy, but through for two, I think like 280 and four touchdowns, no interceptions in strafing Oklahoma State. Texas's defense does not travel. Hadn't been good on the road. They gave up 37 to Texas Tech. They gave up 41 to Oklahoma State. Uh, I love K-State in this spot. I, I, I don't see any reason not to pick them to not only cover, but win outright.
4: It's so hard to have a great game after you already played the best game you'll play all year. A forty-eight nothing route against a ranked opponent is Kansas State won't have a better game than that. But I still think that they have the possibility to cover. So I am going to go with Kansas State's. I am going to try to avoid the the huge win hangover with them. So uh, Wildcats to cover in this one.
3: Okay, so I've mentioned this in the past. When Vegas does this. When either the unranked mm-hmm. or lower-ranked team mm-hmm. is a f- unexpected favorite on the road against a higher-ranked team, that lower-ranked team, the, the Texas should win. I'm gonna try to. I don't know. I'm not a good talker today, or any day. I can But I'm I, like Vegas knows so, the last two games. These the last opponent each of these two teams played was Oklahoma State. Okay. Yeah. Texas lost two weeks ago, 41 to 34. Kansas beat one a week later, 48 to zero. Like what? How? <laughs> I mean, this isn't even close.
0: They it both not struggled compute.
3: against Iowa State. Like, where are we coming up with this thing? <laughs> I, I, I'm, just, I'm just lost on it. Unless you think Oklahoma State was too tired from, from defeating Texas. That they didn't try against K-State. I don't know where we're at. K-State. Uh, Vegas, usually, I'm going against the rule. But I think they're drunk. I think they're drunk. <laughs> I have nothing else. I cannot come up with this. Adrian Martinez, sure, but, like, you're going to give me two. I don't know. Like you said, hurts good. All right. Number six, Alabama, at number 10, LSU. Game is at 7 p.m. ESPN this is the one of the preferred drinking times for the Tiger fans. They're okay drinking up till 6 o'clock. Huge game. Big test for Brian Kelly. Big game for Alabama. Both teams still in this thing, both for the SEC and really for the playoff. Alabama is giving 13 and a half points. Pat, who you got? I,
1: uh, 13 and a half's a bunch. <laughs> it is. It's uh Oh, you know, it's, it's obviously, if you think it's a 14 point game, you obviously go with Alabama. I, I, I'm going to take the tide. I've just been riddled with indecision. I'm going to take the tide. I think that what they showed against Mississippi state was, okay, we found religion. We're going to get it together. We're going to stop committing penalties on the road. We're going to stop blowing things defensively with assignments. We are going to get it together because we're down to – our backs are against the wall now. We have to get it together. And so I think Alabama, with superior talent, will do so and will win by 14 and cover by the hook, and that's it.
0: Alabama um, has failed to cover three times this year. You know, they're like a usually a cover machine, I feel like. They didn't cover against Tennessee, obviously, nine-and-a-half point favorite. And they lost by three. They didn't cover against AM, of course, twenty-four point favorite, one by four. And of course, they didn't cover uh, against Texas. So I I think this is another one where they uh, they will not cover. But yet I think in the end they win. Ellis was playing really good. Jaden Daniels his receivers, they seem to have gotten that connection that you need the last couple of weeks. And uh, so I think they keep it close and it's a four a four quarter game and so give me give me the Tigers to uh, to cover the 13 and a half. And I'm, I'm here in Baton Rouge. Yeah, I, I you know, I kind of can't wait for this one you know, night game in Tiger Stadium. And like Dan said, uh, they can uh, they have all day to to drink and to eat and to party and, to, you know, barrel into the uh, barrel into the Tiger Stadium boozing and it'll be a wild environment.
4: I think if Alabama gets to a quick two-score lead, then this game could be out of hand pretty quickly. I think they're just more talented. They are more experienced in these big games under the same head coach. Brian Kelly in, in big games like this hasn't had a ton with LSU yet, so Alabama, I think, could cover the 13.5 pretty handily. It could look like that old Miss score versus LSU, but reversed. Uh, I'll take Alabama.
3: A- uh, Alabama's not covered three times, Ross, and thank you for bringing it up because I got it wrong <laughs> all three. i hate having to keep picking this alabama team i know we've been we've been wrong a lot about this team i'm gonna go back to my basic rule of don't ever bet against alabama and i think yeah i i I think bryce young the on the road is the first big game for lsu i just i just like this alabama team enough they're gonna score points 13 and a half a lot LSU that big of a dog, but I can see this thing getting away late. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game early, though, man. And uh I don't know what the first half under is, but I would not expect a ton of points early. I would just say that. All right. Number twenty one, Wake Forest at number twenty-two. North Carolina State game is at eight o'clock on the ACC network. Should get a massive rating up against Bama, LSU, Clemson, Notre Dame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, ACC! Uh, I guess the Clemson Notre those, Dame like, is ACC.
1: Know, sort copper of. sleeve, knee sleeve commercials and everything on. The I feel ACC bad for, the, yeah, for that one. yeah the knee sleeve. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: Flonase.
1: Get yes, that, yeah, got to get my yes. like, clear out the old uh,
3: sinuses with that pot or whatever that thing is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Said yeah. netty pot. netty pot. netty pot.
3: Yeah, the ACC. I uh, you know, here's Wake and here's NC State. They try to build their programs and it's like, eh. "Big game." Um, sure. All right, <laughs> Wake's given 4. Ross,
0: yeah, this was spo- this was supposed to be like the big game, you know, if uh but both teams ended up losing to Clemson. Uh, In tight, kind of tight games, good games, but uh, waking overtime. So this would have been a big game had they they knocked off the Tigers. But it didn't happen, and now it seems kind of like a boring one. And not only that, but NC State is without quarterback Devin Leary. So no Leary, no cover, no win. Give me the Wake Forest.
1: I'm going to take Wake Forest as well. Despite the fact that they put on one of the greatest meltdown performances in history, last week against Louisville. I'm going to predict they don't do that twice in a row, that they bounce back. They had eight turnovers against Louisville. Every third quarter possession was a turnover. Five for five, mm. I think, a number was. I mean, it was astounding. Sam Hartman, who's a good quarterback, just completely melted down. But he's a good veteran quarterback. I presume he is going to bounce back. They're Without Devin Leary, he's out injured. But... MJ Morris, plugged him in, freshman, looked really promising against Virginia Tech. Probably should have played him the week before when they could do nothing against Syracuse. But he was 20-29 for 265 yards and three touchdowns. So they, I, I don't predict that, that they're just, like, futile out there. But they also gave up three long bombs to Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech's awful. And what can, Virgi- what can Wake Forest do? They can go deep on you. They've got great receivers and, again, a good quarterback when he's not turning the ball over left and right. So... I'm gonna say Wake Forest gets right, gets the win, gets the cover.
4: I am. Uh, I'm staying away from the frauds again here in NC State. Both them and Utah have have just har- harmed me this year. I've been a victim to them all year, so I'm staying away t- uh, from them. Wake Forest to cover here. Wake too. I
3: thought that was a great. That's really was an excellent win over Virginia Tech for nc state to kind of as a season can really go bad yeah. and sitting, they were
4: down
1: 21 to 3 i mean terrific were, yeah.
3: terrific victory but it was it's virginia tech wakes wakes too good of a team here The spread surprises me i know it's on the road and raleigh can get going on a saturday night i don't know what the level of enthusiasm will be but uh, i'm going to take wake forest in that one and then number four clemson at notre dame 7 30 NBC Clemson is giving three and a half points under the Golden Dome. This is going to be a, I just love this one too. These two games are both interesting to me, but not, neither one is like, I must watch every play. So the BAM LSU and I just love it Saturday night. Don't call me to do anything. Not that anyone does, but uh, I'll be busy.
1: (laughs) Pat, Pat, you're first. Okay. Yeah, juicy matchup, really good. And I, I've been going back and forth because Notre Dame's just so unpredictable. But when in doubt, just go with the better team. And that's Clemson. I think they will make it really hard for Notre Dame to score. The defense is extremely good. They get after the passer, and Drew Pine is a shaky passer. So I think you can harass him into some mistakes. You know, I I it's not a great still not a great offense for Clemson. It's better than last year last couple of games they've been a bit wobbly but I think Clemson has enough to get it done and beat an inconsistent Notre Dame team and cover the three and
0: a half on the road Jekyll and Hyde I uh, I don't know which one shows up for the Irish you know I I kind of I kind of feel like this is one of the games that that Notre Dame like just you know the good Notre Dame shows up and they win we saw a few years ago this was DJ's dj's uh breakout game and he hasn't looked the same since so i'm gonna say that he has another another breakout game and in clemson pulls away late uh so give me the tigers to cover but not uh not feeling great about it because i just don't know you know what to think of of notre dame they've been they've been so up and down but uh yeah i'll take i'll take clemson
3: it's called Wake Up the Echoes Cheering Her Name. It's not one of those games. They they literally have an entire song about this. They've made movies about this.
1: Awesome. <laughs> yes, they have.
3: Send a volley cheer on high. Shake down the thunder from the sky, I believe it goes.
4: All right. Uh Sean, who you got? Yeah, this game is so tricky because last week I detailed the Notre Dame hype train and how they would get it over Syracuse and start, you know, juicing themselves up for next year. But the Notre Dame fans that I'm very familiar with, they've already bought into that. But they're they're underselling themselves for this for this Clemson game. They're they're doing a a faux humble bit where they they're saying, "Oh, Clemson's going to wreck us. Their defensive line is better than our offensive line. Our offensive line is really good, though. But they're going to they're going to stomp us this game." I don't believe it. I don't believe those liars. They're <laughs> confident that their team's going to win, but on the outside, they're trying to say they're going to get crushed. I'm taking Notre Dame to cover in this, uh, in this game, just to prove them wrong. It's just an annoying bit to see them try to act like they're going to get the stopped. technical. The technical base to all
3: of your picks are, is just tremendous. I will take Clemson in this. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I don't care which quarterback's playing. Like, Notre Dame's got a lot of talent, but this is this is next level stuff. So it's not Syracuse. We'll take Clemson in that. All right, lock of the week.
1: Let's get it. Who's got one? Anyone do any research? I got one. Pat, uh, I am impressed with Sean's like reverse reverse psychology fan he, banter. He does. Yeah, you know approach. It's he's 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 deep into the deep into the psych game here. Um, anyway. I can't let him get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Stand strong. I am uh yeah I'm I'm going back to the same place I went last week. I my, my lock of the week was one of the few things I did competently in last week's picks and that was North Carolina giving 3 against Pittsburgh and winning by 18. North Carolina line still too small this week. They're playing Virginia on the road. 7 point number from what I see. Virginia's horrible. Virginia is very very bad. Maybe the worst team in the ACC. North Carolina, quite good. Uh, Defense has gotten better. It's still not great, but it's gotten better. And the offense is outstanding. Drake May continues to me to look like the 2024 number one NFL draft pick. Josh Downs is a great receiver. Virginia has not scored more than 20 points this year against an FBS opponent. North Carolina has not scored fewer than 27 this year against an FBS opponent. So if they hit their averages, it's a push. North Carolina scores one more. Virginia scores one less. Not their averages. They're low and they're high. Uh, Then it's a cover. So I am taking the
0: heels to cover again this week. Certified lock. I'm going to take Southern Miss to cover their two-point favorite against Georgia State. Georgia State has... um, failed to cover in all but three games this year and southern miss has covered most if not all the games i think uh, they, they played really well they've been playing really well this one's for bowl eligibility for the golden eagles my father's alma mater so give, give me the eagles i think they get it done will hall's got it rolling there uh, i think they win and win by at least two so give me them to cover
2: certified lock
4: I am taking the 19th-ranked Tulane to cover versus Tulsa this week. They are giving seven and a half. This Tulane team has a a, a very strong 24-9 to nine victory versus uh, ECU, and Tulsa has dropped a pretty rough games to Cincinnati, Navy, SMU. They beat Temple on the 21st, uh, but they're not going to get it done against the Green Wave. Uh, too much talent on that team and a team that's really fighting to make a name for themselves. So I'm going with uh, Tulane to cover
2: certified
3: lock so i thought long there's two games that are just total wild cards to me one is illinois michigan state what is michigan state going to do they're down three uh, starters on d it could be but but like they could jump out and do you know they could be great auburn is the other one that's you know you make the coaching change and we've actually seen the spur things so does that does that give them a bus? So I'm going to, both of those I like. I'm intrigued. And if you had an opinion on that, I don't think that's a necessarily a bad route to go. And then I thought about Ohio State giving 38 at Northwestern, which will be filled with Ohio State fans. Hmm. Northwestern secondary, not good. Ohio State's pass game, really good. But man, 38 is a lot in a conference game. So I'm going to go this route to try to keep my streak going. Kentucky is visiting Missouri. Kentucky is giving one point. I think Kentucky's going to win the football game, so I am going to take Kentucky. Mm. I think they're better than Missouri. I think Kentucky bounces back from the Tennessee loss. Be all right. Defeat Mizzou in Columbia and uh, send me to 10-1 and on my locks of the week. How about that?
1: Certified lock. Well, what, no cheers, how, yeah, nothing, I, I, no reaction. Woo! <laughs> yeah, look, you already got Thank you me. got enough praise and glory how from the dance? damn horse that you're actually technically not related to the to the best. When are we running all, again? So. When are we running again? Yeah. I don't. I'll know. I will see. What? What? I'm gonna, I need to look at the rest between races. Yeah, if you're, if you're a pretty the, cheap horse, you ain't got to rest that much. I
3: so. would say it gets to, you know, enjoy the fruits of its labor, but it's a gelding, so uh, yeah.
1: No, there's no just none some of oak. that. None hopes. of that. Yep, uh, but yeah, uh, you'll probably run again. I would guess in December, so we'll check. Maybe even late November. There you go. All right. But, uh, go ahead. What do you got? Yeah. No, I, I was really tempted by Ohio State too, but that's one where you know you fluke into some touchdown late and jeez, thirty eight. It's like thirty eight.
0: Yeah, right? thirty
3: eight points is a lot.
1: It's just a right. lot. But Northwestern is horrible. <laughs> Horrible, horrible, horrible team. You win 42-7, to seven, you haven't covered.
3: And you go, oh, it's going to be on the road. Like, dude, it's going to be 80% Buckeye fans in there. The <laughs> right. reason they're building a small stadium is so they can keep all the other fans out.
1: <laughs> right? They're building that <laughs> new stadium. I've been stadium. to a, a Northwestern Ohio State game in Evanston, and it was sea of red, sea of scarlet. But first off, like one out of every three Ohio State alums moves to Chicago. So it's that. Yep. There's
3: that. And then who doesn't want to take It's like, hey, let's take a weekend up to Chicago. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah. Watch your team win.
3: Yeah, watch your team win every two years. Have a good time. Hit Rush Street. All right, we'll be back on Sunday to overreact to all of it. We appreciate it to everyone listening this week. We had a huge week in uh, listenership. And thank you for sharing us and telling your friends about us and all those things. It means a great deal uh, so we can keep cranking along. We will uh, talk to you later.